pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 249. Today I'm going to chat with Zach Duffany from Black Phoenix Customs, discuss the hurricane of gun control bills being voted on, highlight new pistols from Mossberg, and talk about a naked gun video. I'm your host, Ava Flannell. Zach, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, Ava. How's everything going with you? It's going well. Every time I see Zach spelled Z-A-C-H, I want to say Zach. I don't know why. <laughs> I thought about that quite a bit myself. Yeah, it's just so, it's interesting, you know. But anyways, I got to say, I'm kind of exhausted, so I apologize in advance if I seem like I'm out of it. I've been up since 5 a.m., and that's because with interest rates going up, even though my new house that I'm getting built isn't going to be done until end of August, early September, I'm freaking out a little bit, and I'm thinking that I may not get as much for my house. So I'm like, screw it, let's just put it on the market now. So I had a realtor come over yesterday and they were like, okay, well, I have two rooms dedicated to, like I have my gun wall, my patch wall, I have all the guns, gun pictures everywhere. And they're like, well, we're going to come by Tuesday to take pictures, which I'm like, awesome. I have like how many days now? Not even a week. And they're like, you have to take down all the gun stuff, which I understand. Taking down this wall, this, it was a tactical wall. I had six of them. Yeah, there's like holes throughout my wall. And I mean, I realized obviously that that was going to be the damage when I was putting these up, but I also didn't think that I'd be leaving my house anytime soon. I mean, I've been in this house for a little over five years. That sucks. I have to patch up all these like little holes and, you know, paint it. And then even just moving the ammo and stuff out of my house. I mean, I have so much ammo because federal sponsors me. I mean, it's been kind of a nightmare. And then I'm like, what do I do with all my gun stuff? I have posters. I've, you know, painted pictures of me holding guns. (laughs) And so I asked my cousin if I could bring stuff over to her house last night. The guns are going to go in my office. I'll just log it into my FFL because I'm like, I don't want to take any chances. You know, because if I leave it with like even somebody that I trust, my, you know, ATF knocks on my door or something. And they're like, yeah, it's time to do a trace. And they're like, where are these guns? Yeah, nobody wants that nowadays. No, I know. And it's like, you just, yeah, you just, you can never be too careful. So that's what I'm dealing with. Yeah, it's been fun. And all I keep thinking is, I'm like, do I really want to do this at my new house? Like, do I want to put up a a gun wall? You know, I mean, it looks really cool once it's up, but it is kind of a pain to get it down. So Uh, I've been there a couple of times myself. It's not fun. No, it's not. In fact, moving in itself is not fun. And everybody's Mm -hmm. like, oh, hire movers. Well, we're talking about gun stuff. I can't really hire movers. Like for all my other furniture, sure. But like we're talking about, I mean, I have like over 100 guns. I don't think I would trust them to move all of them and that they'd all come back, you know, or that some didn't go missing. It's just something I don't want to risk. But anyway, speaking of guns, Smith & Wesson. If you guys are wanting a pistol with a little extra oomph, you should definitely check out the Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0 chambered in 10 millimeter. It's a full size, so recoil is pretty manageable. Capacity is 15 rounds. It's a great backpacking gun for like bear country with the extra power and capacity. I know that's why a lot of people use 10 millimeter. 
You can get it in either the four inch or the 4.6 inch versions with or without the thumb safety. It also comes optic ready with suppressor height sights so that you can co-witness and MSRP on those is just 665. If you want to check out more info about that gun or any of the other great guns that they have, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. Zach, I'm delighted to have you on the show. I recently received a gun from you guys that Black Phoenix Customs did. But before we get into that and talking about uh, your company, tell me a little bit about your background. You know, what got you started in this industry? All of that good stuff. So I actually started uh, slide milling uh, before a lot of the companies in the industry that are currently doing the same work started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been doing this since 2015 is when I started. I got into it because I was honestly sick of sending my own slides out to other companies uh, and paying for the stuff to get milled. Yeah. And it's kind of expensive. It does get quite expensive. You know, depending on what packages you want from various companies, uh, you know, the lead time also sucks sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of companies nowadays, just because of high production, a lot of companies are eight to 12 weeks out uh, for most service work, at least the reputable companies. So, which is, you know, not not a bad thing. You, you pay and you wait for what you get for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So what were you doing before this? Uh, so I've, I've been a machinist pretty much since the time I've been in high school. So it's been uh, about a decade and a half. I've been a machinist. So I started uh, hand milling all of the slides that we originally did. And at that time, the company was called, actually, it wasn't called anything up until 2017 when we started at Kill Shop Precision. And that was the company that we uh, had the original name for. Nice. And that actually uh, changed to Black Phoenix Customs at the end of 2018. Kill Shop Precision, we were getting a little backlash from some guys that we were working with in the law enforcement uh, Mm -hmm. side of the industry. Mm -hmm. We were doing optic cuts and Glock milling for over 25 departments uh, across the United States, uh, as well as a lot of individual guns for off-duty officers and whatnot. And they continued to ask, you know, uh, what's up with your name? You know, Kill Shot Precision. It's kind of aggressive. And, you know, I couldn't help but to agree with them. So we changed to uh, Black Phoenix Customs to give people more ease of mind to use our products and get our service work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Before we move forward, I can't help but recognize your accent. Where on the East coast are you from? We're from Connecticut. Okay. Are you, is that where you're from though? Yes. I'm, I'm from Connecticut. Uh, I lived in Florida for a while and then back up to Connecticut. And then at some point, hopefully back down to Florida, because we're building another store down uh, on New Samarina Beach. Huh. That's interesting. I would have thought for sure, like you were from New Jersey or something. Uh, I'd have a, a little bit more of an accent for New Jersey. I don't know. You <laughs> you definitely have an accent, though, because I, I know quite a few people from Connecticut and I lived in New York and Connecticut. You don't typically have much of an accent usually, but yeah, I can definitely mm-hmm. detect it. We have a mutual friend, Michael Sagoan from Blown Deadline. Have you worked much with him? Like, does he do typically all of your Cerakote jobs? So he doesn't do all of our Cerakote work. Uh, I've known Mike for, uh, it, it's been years. We've been on mutual uh, Glock pages and we've been mutual friends on Facebook for quite some time. Uh, it hasn't been until recently. Uh, I sold uh, Black Phoenix Customs to uh, my current boss down here at the gun store, 
the partner company that we've been working with. Uh, I sold the business to him uh, at the beginning of this year and uh, basically got the go ahead to start building as many custom Glocks as I possibly can to push the market. And uh, Michael was one of the first people that I thought of when it came to custom Glocks, just because our gun store itself has purchased so many uh, aero precision build sets with uh, Michael's stuff on it. And we've had some slides in the past over the years being done by Michael from our customers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we thought nothing but high expectations for his work. And he delivers every time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Him and his staff over there at Blown Deadline are absolutely phenomenal. So he's definitely a great person to work with. We just got a ton of guns finished building that he did all this uh, service work on for the Syracle work. And they all came out great and they're all currently available. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very nice. Tell me, what is it that you guys do from just like start to finish? Typically, okay, you get these Glock guns in and what are some of the options that customers have? So right now, our main goal is sales. So we take complete Glocks and we strip them for parts. Uh, The biggest problem that we found since COVID came along is Glock isn't producing any individual parts. They don't offer parts kits. They don't offer individual slides, individual frames. And there's not too many companies on the market that offer the same thing we do as far as individual Glock parts go. And the best thing about OEM Glock parts is, uh, you know, they're going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, 99.99% of the time, if there's an issue in the gun, it's not a Glock OEM part. So that's that's where we kind of base our entire company off of is using Glock OEM parts to build our business because they're all reliable in every sense of the way. Mm-hmm. And we do sell aftermarket parts as well, but Glock OEM is is mainly what we uh, stick with. So we strip apart complete Glocks for stripped and complete frames and slides. We strip the parts kits down between the lowers and the uppers for individual parts as well as full kits. We take the OEM Glock barrels. We actually machine the serial number off of them and we refinish them in either black nitride or any PVD coating that we offer, whether it's titanium nitride, like a gold color, graphite, like a dark gray, the possibilities are endless. We offer so much for service work and refinishing that we do so much to our barrels and slides. And that's just the sales side of it. We have been getting a lot of the aftermarket parts uploaded onto our website, thankfully, Mm -hmm. uh, sooner rather than later uh, to get them up, but we are getting them slowly. And then we also sell complete pistols, not only Glock custom pistols, but we also work with the gun store uh, up here in Waterbury, Connecticut, where our business is based out of. And we have over, I want to say $7 million in firearms and parts in stock. So the inventory is endless. So it's just a matter of getting everything uploaded to the website to sell. But we have been going through a lot of that and getting our customers more options for uh, complete firearms as well as just our uh, Glock parts. As far as our service work goes, uh, we offer slide milling, porting to Glock slides and barrels. We offer optic cuts, various uh, slide milling packages. And the biggest thing that we're uh, known for is our refinishing. Mm -hmm. Fast, very reasonably priced, and just the options that we have available, whether it be, you know, the simple black or all of the cool colors that you may want. And we don't offer that just for barrels either. We offer them for slides as well. Mm -hmm. Very nice. I'm going to take a quick break, talk about primary arms. If you're wanting a good optic for an AR subgun or shotgun, Primary Arms has their popular SLX 
1X Microprism with the Gen 2 Cyclops reticle back in stock. The Cyclops reticle is incredibly versatile. It has a big illuminated circle and chevron so that you can use it fast at close range or accurately at a distance. Let's say for 5.56, it has holes out to 600 yards and it works for a bunch of other calibers too. Really, I would say just check out the diagrams of the holds to see how many options. But I mean, for example, 300 blackout, if you zero the top of the chevron at 50 yards, even 12 gauge slugs, if you zero the top of the chevron at 25 yards, the bottom's good for 100 and the big circle is the pattern of the birdshot at 25 yards. Lots of different options. Like I said, just extremely versatile. Check these out at primaryarms.com. Don't forget to use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, and you're going to get a free one-piece scope mount with every Primary Arms optic that you purchase. Zach, I'm curious, did COVID and just at that point, I mean, everyone was kind of scrambling to get anything that they possibly could. Did COVID kind of hurt your guys' business as far as like getting in those Glock parts and guns? So during COVID, we actually didn't have the business model for sales. During the 2020 and the beginning of 2021 period, we were still offering a lot of our service work. We started the business in 2015 based solely off of service work, block slide milling, barrel porting, refinishing, everything like that. Mm, So at that time, we were still offering service work and we didn't have the option for the sales that we're doing now because Glock pistols were almost impossible to find Mm -hmm. and Glock wasn't offering the parts individually. So we didn't start getting into more sales until the end of 2021, specifically around the beginning uh, to middle of September is when the gun store, the company that we work out of, was able to get a lot of the inventory for us to stock and offer the products that we do now. Gotcha. Okay. And then how big of a facility do you guys have? Because I know earlier when I talked to you, you were saying that there was like 30 people today working. It sounds like, I mean, it's definitely not like a one-man show. Uh, No, between the gun store itself, which is the physical store for the company and Black Phoenix Customs, which is the full online store. We also have three other online stores that sell firearms. We run three different gun broker accounts. We run accounts through eBay, Arms List and TaxWap. Mm -hmm. Right now we have four guys working in our shipping department. We have seven or eight gunsmiths normally rotating in and out. Two of the gunsmiths are Glock armor set with Black Phoenix Customs and the other gunsmiths that we have are used for test firing firearms. We also are a manufacturer through the gun store. So we manufacture our own line of what is called an other quote unquote firearm. You know, mm-hmm. thankfully, the ATF uh, Connecticut right. has a lot of strict uh, guidelines on what we can and cannot have. And it's sad to see uh, uh, a lot of other states are following suit with that, but mm-hmm. we manufacture those state compliant firearms as well. And on top of that, we are the largest store, physical store in Connecticut with the most inventory, probably in the entire New England uh, area. Wow. So what is that like being in Connecticut? And have you guys ever thought of like possibly just, you know, regrouping to a more like freedom state? So it's actually already in process. The gun store is currently building a whole new massive facility down in New Samaritan Beach, where the owner of the company currently lives, along with this house up here in uh, Connecticut. So they go back and forth, but that that building is currently in progress. So we should have a facility in a more free state at some point soon. But as far as getting rid of anything up here in Connecticut, it's the store is just way too big to just close down. 
Not that we would want to uh, by any means, just because the revenue is really good. And over the last seven years of being in business up here at this specific location with the gun store, and then as of the last couple of years, Black Phoenix Customs now, we just have too big of an operation to just shut down and move. Mm -hmm. If the state maybe happened to crack down on businesses more specifically in the firearms industry, that will regulate us to the point where we can't do business, we will have no choice but to leave. But for the time being, we don't want to. So that's where we're at now. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Let's see. So you guys sent me a Glock 43X and it's completely customized. If you guys haven't seen it, I did put a quick video on my Instagram, but I will post more photos. I know the video that I showed, some people were like, oh, I thought I was having a seizure because it's a little quick. I was just trying to be, you know, I was trying to be cool. But what I really liked is you guys sent another upper with it. Originally, when I opened the box, it had the original slide and obviously fitted just like the typical Glock 43X slide. And then you guys included a longer slide. Instead of me going on about, you know, everything, why don't you tell me everything that was done to the gun and the two slides? Absolutely. So you originally requested a Glock 48 uh, complete build when we were talking about sending you a a gun to check out from us. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, our manufacturing schedule didn't align properly to get you a built 48. So what we did was we built you a 43X and just included a 48 slide with it. So that way you yourself can switch the slides on and off because the frames are completely compatible and use it to uh, your liking. Yeah, it was awesome. It was honestly like best of both worlds. Absolutely. And uh, actually, a lot of our customers do uh, purchase setups similar to that because the Glock 48 setup is uh, my personal favorite over the 43X. Mm -hmm. What I thought was a little different with the build that we sent you is we recently started manufacturing our Glock 43X ported setups. So the 43X is such a snappy gun to begin with. So I figured if we sent you a 43X with our ported system, it would cross my fingers, hopefully blow you away and actually make you feel comfortable shooting a a 43X. Mm -hmm. Nice. And also what I really liked about it. So it was, what would you say? It was silver, but it was just like our stainless steel PVD. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. But tell me, so you guys... Let's see. I'm trying to think everything that you did. It looked like there were some like laser engravings in the slide. I don't have it here right in front of me. Stippling. Not a problem. The barrel. A lot of people actually did comment on the barrel. They liked that. So now I'm, I'm really excited to shoot it and see if it makes a difference. It absolutely will. I can I can explain from the ground up how we uh, how we built the gun for you. Absolutely. Okay, perfect. All right. So the frame is a standard Glock 43X frame, also compatible with the Glock 48 slides. What we did to that is we customized a hybrid package with uh, MD Customs. Matt over there at MD Customs is an absolute phenomenal guy to work with and extremely easy getting us uh, exactly the design that we wanted. So the hybrid package consists of uh, borders and side patch stippling um, that are actually laser engraved into the frame. Mm -hmm. All of the other uh, contact points on that frame are stippled by hand, uh, which Matthew did for us. And what that does is all of the main contact points for the frame that hits your hand, it helps stick like glue, you know, to put it simply. 
whereas all of the points that are done in laser stippling are more of the points that don't get touched by your hands all the time. And it's just rest areas. So we don't, we want you to be more comfortable with your rest areas and more set into the frame uh, and firearm as you're shooting with the hand stippled areas. So that was our design going with that. And then moving up to the slide, the 43X slide, I believe we sent you a standard DFS zero, which stands for diamond front serrations. Mm -hmm. So that is our package for uh, most of the slides that we have with front serrations. We remove the serial number, we remove uh, the side markings on the other side, and we remove the front serrations from the slide as well. By removing the front serrations, we then are able to cut in patches of knurling, which in our eyes is basically little half diamonds cut into the metal that will allow your grip to easily match on the slide, mm -hmm. um, whether you're using gloves or not. Uh, it's a very good grip. And the zero stands for the side windows. Aesthetically, it's uh, very pleasing having just simple side windows, especially when the barrels uh, have different refinishing options to them, because mm -hmm. uh, you're able to see that different color of the barrel, as well as lightening up the slide a little bit for weight, which helps in cycling and follow-up shots. Yeah. The top of that slide is cut for hollow sun K optics. The 407K and the 507K are some of the best optics to hit the market for slimline pistols. So that is our standard cut on those slides. And the barrel and the top of that slide are also ported. And it includes a CDS, uh, I believe that's Centennial Defense Systems guide rod at 15 pounds hmm. to help cycle the rounds properly through uh, that ported system. And the 48 upper that we sent you guys was just our standard diamond front serrations, no side windows, a standard knurled cut on top, along with the hollow sun K optics cut on the top rear as well. That one was finished in a nickel PVD compared to our black nitride refinishing on the 43X slide. Uh, we wanted to give you kind of a different option of what we use for refinishing. It's more of a, a slick matte feel compared to the black nitride and it holds uh, different properties as well mm -hmm. for the coating. Actually, yeah, you hit the nail on the head because I pulled up the picture. So as you're going over it, I was looking at the picture and everything that you described. I'm like, how do you remember all that? Unless you're looking at the same picture. <laughs> I'm actually not looking on a single picture right now. We stay pretty well organized yeah. uh, here at Black Phoenix, especially with the uh, massive amount of um, work that we have to get done every single day. So mm -hmm. everything down into detail in our heads pretty much at all times. Nice. And you said that the stippling on the frame is hand stippled? So it's a hybrid. It's uh, both laser engraved and hand stippled. Okay. Because I was like, man, it's a great stippling job. Absolutely. Would... Like I said, uh, Matthew over at MD Customs does a phenomenal job helping us out with our custom hybrid work. So, so I posted a picture of this gun um, in the Patreon group. And those are like, I guess, my most loyal listeners and they support the show. And one guy, he was like, you know, he's like, I'm not into the whole, you know, they call it like Gucci Glock. But if you had to do it, he's like, that's the way to do it. It just looks very just nice and clean. It's not like in your face, you know, I mean, it can obviously you guys because I was I noticed you guys had like that rainbow colored, and I was like, oh, I like that color. Because I mean, you mm -hmm. know, at the end of the day, I'm still kind of girly, but this is, <laughs> this is definitely, I mean, this is just like a nice, like almost kind of like an executive look. That's how I would describe it. Like a nice Absolutely. clean colored up 
It's definitely nice. And I can't wait to shoot it. But, you know, everything's been put on hold now that I have to get my house staged for selling. (laughs) Yep. Okay, I'm going to take another quick break and talk about Mantis. If you guys want to take your training to the next level and you want to save on ammo, definitely check out the Mantis X. In my opinion, it's a game changer for dry fire because it gives you a ton of diagnostic information on what you're doing on every shot. It'll tell you if you're using too much finger, too little, if you're slapping the trigger, if you're anticipating the shot. You can even see all the movements before and after the trigger breaks. And if you get the X10, which I think is the best, that's the latest version, you can use it when you live fire. You can also put it like on a shotgun, a rifle, and a bow and arrow. There's all of those options. It mounts to any Picatinny rail, but Mantis is a bunch of adapters. If you want to use it on a gun that doesn't have a rail, they have adapters for that. I've got a video of the first steps using it on my YouTube channel. You can check it out. Otherwise, head on over to mantisx.com and check out all of their products. Zach, I was just recently looking through your website. Notice you guys have a ton of things. I mean, you really... You're not lying when you say that there's so many things that you could choose from. But I also noticed that, you know, you obviously have Glock frames, but you also offer Nomad defense frames. Yes, we do. We offer the Nomad defense frames uh, stripped as well as in collaboration with the company. We build our BPX-9 manufactured handguns Mm -hmm. uh, from the Nomad Defense 9 frames. We recently started building those uh, a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've sold quite a few so far, and we've had nothing but good reviews on them so far. Hmm. Tell me what it is that you do if if somebody wants to buy a complete, and you said it was a B what? The BPX-9 is what our model is called for now. Okay, and tell me about that gun. Absolutely. So we use a a proprietary setup for the Nomad Defense 9 frames. We use uh, the frames along with their magwell as well as their aluminum backstrap. So that comes standard in our BPX-9 pistols, along with OEM lower parts kit from Glock, OEM upper parts kits from Glock. We also use an OEM uh, Glock slide. Mm-hmm. for uh, our BPX-9 pistols. It's built off of either a Glock 19 Gen 5 or a Glock 45 slide that we cut into our diamond front serrations or our diamond front serrations zero package, along with the Trigicon RMR optic cut, black nitride, and cover plate. That gun also includes Ameriglow GL429 sights, a Vickers extended slide release, and a hand-fitted trigger system that we build from a Ghost Ultimate connector mm-hmm. and a Overwatch Precision DAP poly trigger. Okay, nice. And what is MSRP on those? We have a set price of ten ninety nine ninety nine. Nice. And then also, one thing I will say, like during COVID, it was so hard to just, I think a lot of people were bored at home, so they were making their own guns. And I noticed that parts kits were so hard to find. And if you did find them, they were like super expensive. But again, I'm scrolling through your website here and you guys have like lower parts kits for $80 recoil spring. Man, I've had a, I was on the search for a recoil spring for the longest time. It's such a long story. $7, <laughs> I mean, barrels, 90s, uh, magazines, Glock magazines, $15. You really can't beat it. Like you guys do have... Like I said before, a large selection. And then you also have completed slides 
on sale right now for like 360, depending on the model. I'm looking at the Glock 48 right now. Yep. But I'd imagine that that probably changes with the model or it's still roughly within that price range. Yeah. I mean, depending on what you're looking for, whether it's a complete slide, strip slide, complete frame, strip frame, lower parts kits, uh, they're normally within, uh, you know, a 20 to $30 range between the models, unless you're looking for like, uh, you know, unicorns, like a Glock 43X OEM MOS slide, uh, the 48 MOS slide, you know, the, uh, the 43X MOS frames, uh, sometimes the 19 X stuff is a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, the MOS stuff is a little bit more between the 19 and 17 stuff. Uh, it, re- it really all depends. Some of the stuff that's just harder to find is a little bit more expensive just because we pay a little bit more for them when we could find them. So mm-hmm. yeah, that but makes for sense. the most part, we, we try to stay reasonably priced with everything. Gotcha. Okay. And then is there anything coming up that you can share with listeners, any future plans? Yes, I can. So Right now on our website, uh, a lot of our prices you'll see are marked down. Uh, As of this past weekend, we started a solid sale throughout the website that should last until the end of this weekend uh, and possibly to the beginning of next. The reason being is because over this past week, we just released a yearly membership club for our website. It's called the BPX Club. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a yearly membership. It gives you Honestly, there's there's nothing like it on the market that I've seen so far in the gun industry. It's a yearly membership, straightforward discounts. So if you go to our BPX Club membership page, it's $99.99 for a yearly membership, free shipping on qualifying orders over $299, the ability to ship to different addresses other than your billing address because being in the gun industry uh, and having credit card processors nowadays is just awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's definitely a good perk. And the straightforward discounts is probably the biggest thing. If you see most companies in the gun industry that offer any kind of membership, whether it would be yearly, monthly, you know, you you pay that 99 bucks or you pay the 20 bucks for a monthly membership and it doesn't show you any of the product discounts, you know, straightforward. So you get in there, you pay this fee for your membership and just to realize that, you know, you're only getting a couple bucks off of this, a couple bucks off of that. And that's not the way we wanted to release it. We wanted to give a straightforward percentage on what's available for a discount. So when you go to our website and you go to purchase a club membership from us, you know exactly what you're getting. Mm-hmm. You'll see in our description, it'll show, let's say, 7% off for complete Glock OEM slides. That's listed there. So when you go to pay for your membership, you already know what you're getting off. There's no guessing games. There's no haggling. There's no you know, unanswered questions. It's a very straightforward procedure. And so far we've had good reviews from our customers uh, since we released it. And yeah, other than that, we've just been working extremely hard back here, getting everything uh, set for a lot of new upcoming gun builds, part releases, new manufacturer builds, stuff like that. Uh, We up our inventory every single day. And that's one of our reasons of having such a large staff is you know, going through inventory every day. We don't want to be another online company that, you know, offers back orders for stuff, you know, uh, real time inventory isn't updated. Shipping time isn't very clear. We staff appropriately to make sure that, you know, our website is updated daily. You get the best possible customer service as a customer of ours. And we, we really strive for that. So. Very nice. Okay, cool. And then can you just tell listeners where they can find you online, social media, all of that good stuff? Everyone could find us at blackphoenixcustoms.com. I know it's a long name and it sucks every time I have to say it, but 
blackphoenixcustoms.com, or you could check us out on social media through Facebook and Instagram. We are working on a couple of other different channels for social media to get our name out there. But for now, those are our two main ones. And the website has just been booming. We offer multiple ways to get in contact with us. So if anyone ever has any questions, uh, we respond extremely fast. Okay, great. And joining me for the rest of the show is John Snow. John, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Thank you. Course. All right. Before we get into the rest of the show, I'm going to talk about Caldwell real quick. Caldwell has a new version of the Emacs Pro earmuffs. They're low profile with push button volume controls. You can get them in FDE, Aqua, or Gray, and they're available in adult or youth sizes. They have 23 dB of noise reduction and ambient amplification so that you can hear each other on the range. They run on three AAA batteries or Caldwell's rechargeable battery pack. Best of all, they're only $49.99, so they're pretty affordable when you compare it to the competitors. Check these out at caldwellshooting.com. Don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY10. That's going to get you 10% off. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's Today in politics, uh, I hate to say it, but I mean, there is just a lot of things going on right now, especially with all the shootings that have happened recently. Politicians are, I mean, one, they're using this to implement a bunch of laws. It's really just a crazy time, but they're trying to pass a bunch of different things. So John, you're a lot better about politics than I am. Do you want to take it away and to discuss this? Sure. Yeah. Like you said, it's been just insane the last couple of weeks. They, mm-hmm. they never let a good tragedy go to waste and they're going full bore on gun control, not looking at all, of course, at any of the actual causes of any of these things, not really concentrating on why these things happen or protecting you know, soft spots like schools, you know, they have all the protection in the world, but they won't vote to protect children. It's always been about taking away rights from the people, as we've all known in the gun community. But there's been a whole bunch of movement. The House of Representatives, of course, with the larger majority, they passed a whole bunch of stuff. The one good thing is that the bills that passed in the House are probably not going to go anywhere, at least not without trimming most of them out because they need a majority in the Senate in order to be able to push those through and send them to the president for Mm -hmm. signature. But there is some pretty troubling turncoats on the side of some Republicans that aren't standing up for the rights of their constituents. There's five Republicans in name only rhinos, as they're known, that joined the Democrats voting for this massive omnibus bill of mm-hmm. and who basically they and took who like they? eight. So that was Bill Fitzpatrick from Pennsylvania, Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, Chris Jacobs from New York, Adam Kinzinger from Illinois, and Fred Upton from Michigan. So they all joined in on HR 7910, mm-hmm. which basically they took every single 
big anti-gun bill that had been on their wish list forever Mm -hmm. and jammed it into one bill. Yeah. And so among other things, it would raise the purchase age for any semi-auto centerfire rifles and shotguns to 21. Mm -hmm. So basically all assault weapons. Well, really, so any semi-auto could be really anything. I mean, it could be, even if it's like an AR chambered in nine millimeter or 380. Yeah, exactly. So the one caveat that I did see in some language on this, I haven't seen the actual bill, but previous ones, they also included even like rimfire. Mm-hmm. So even a 1022 would fall under that. Gotcha. But in this one, I did find a note, but I haven't been able to see the actual text of the bill if it truly says if it's center fire only. Mm-hmm. Okay. But either way, I mean, it's outrageous. The other thing is then ban standard capacity magazines. And I've seen two different versions, one that said 10 rounds and one that said 15. I believe 15 is from what I've been hearing is what made it into the bill. Banning bump stocks and similar devices like binary triggers. On the magazine front, they would, at least in the last version that I saw, they would be grandfathered in, but they're not transferable and they would have to have date codes, which almost no magazines have date codes on them. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to keep any of what you really have. It would mandate safe storage requirements that haven't yet been determined, but Basically, from what I've been hearing on that, it would amount to they would have to be locked up in a way that they could not be easily accessible. So if someone breaks into your house, you would you know, be in trouble before you could get mm-hmm. it out. They would implement new federal crimes for gun trafficking and straw purchases, even though those already exist. And as we've seen, they don't really prosecute those very much. They would define ghost guns as a legal term and include 3D printing and mandate background checks for all self-manufactured firearms. So any gun that we've been able to make from the beginning of time is now, oh, you have to get approval from the Crown in order to do that. Mm -hmm. They would change the definition of what constitutes an undetectable firearm, change the legal definition of firearm to include gun kits and partial receivers. It's just insane. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, some of these from the outside look like, okay, this is, you know, quote unquote, common sense gun laws. Yeah, exactly. And that's what they until you. Yeah. Until you start to dig down deep. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone should safely store their guns so that doesn't fall in the wrong hands. Makes sense. Right. And majority of my guns are stored safely. But me being, you know, I live alone having a handgun right inside my nightstand. I mean, it just makes more sense as opposed to something where I have to put in a code. I can't tell you how many times I've heard something in the middle of the night and I'm in this like deep sleep and I'm like, okay, snap out of it. I got to figure out if I'm in danger or not. And I'm just like, oh, I can't. And I just go back to bed, you know? Yeah. So am I really going to be in the right mindset if I really do think somebody's in my house? Like, okay, let me put in this code real quick. Or where's my RFID, you know, where's my bracelet that, you know, sounds great in theory that you're going to wear to bed with you, you know, wave it over your gun safe and it opens up. But most people are not going to remember to put it on their arm or if it's a ring or something or a card. Okay, cool. Let me find that fingerprint. Fingerprints freak me out. So all that stuff sounds great in theory until it's actually put into place. And then you realize like, why even have a gun when you really are not going to have enough time to access it, depending on, you know, what you're using. Obviously that's doable. You know, like if you were to have kids in the house, I would say absolutely 
you know, don't just keep it in your nightstand like I do. You're obviously going to take extra precaution or there's magnetic locks that I think are pretty ideal, but it is still going to, you know, when things like this happen and seconds count, it really is probably going to mean the difference between life or death for a lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. In the house, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, he's probably one of the few politicians left out there that I have any respect for. He talked at length on the dangers of all this mm -hmm. and he went through all the portions of the bill discussing exactly why they'll do nothing to save lives and only harm the law abiding citizens. So yeah. I do like hearing him talk on the Hill. Mm -hmm. He does seem to be actually with all of us and defending our rights. But like I said, the good news on this is this only passed the House. It's not likely to go anywhere in the Senate. Mm -hmm. Although but we did this, have 10 Republicans recently that turned their back on yes. a lot of the Republican Party and they're in favor of a lot of these gun laws. Yeah. So getting into that, this is just a big preview of what they will do if they get a majority and mm -hmm. a whole lot more. Yeah. But the same time we had a group of 10 senators led by John Corrin of Texas and Tom Tills from North Carolina. And they basically were tasked by Mitch McConnell to find common sense targeted gun reforms that could be bipartisan. So they've got 10 Republicans that have signed up and that brings the total support to 60 in the Senate, which means they'll be able to pass it. The full content of this, they're still arguing about. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to drop on Thursday, I think, the content, but they're hung up still arguing. I think at minimum, what we're going to see out of this is nationwide red flag laws mm -hmm. and possibly raging the purchase age of quote unquote assault rifles to 21. Yeah. So, yeah, which uh, it's. I mean, I think I actually think you're right about raising the the age to 21. I think that that probably is going to happen. It's, yeah. It seems to be. And I don't I, I mean, there's so many arguments, right? Like you can fight for this country and have a gun, but then people can argue, well, yeah, but they receive training, you know, on how to use that gun. Debatable because I've trained a ton of people that do not know how to use their gun well. I mean, it's actually pretty sad to think the lack of training that government employees receive, especially when they're using it uh, to protect our country. But I don't know yeah, if all they went through was basic. They didn't get the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it unfolds. But in the meantime, I would definitely recommend, guys, keep calling, emailing your representatives in both houses, really, to make sure that, you know, they know that gun control is not the answer. And uh, they really need to start focusing on other things, you know, like mental health, um, I mean, I talked about this, I think it, what was it last episode on, okay, well, what do we really think the issues are that are causing these people to carry out these like horrific acts? And, and I do think a lot of it's mental health, it's isolation. I don't think we're equipping people to deal with bullying. I mean, not to say that, you know, when I grew up, it was like the best times, but I mean, I was even bullied a little bit here and there. And Nowadays, they have like these safe spaces where, you know, and I don't think that we're like equipping people mentally on how to deal with criticism, especially when everyone gets a participation trophy. I don't know. It's just there's just a lot of weird things going on. But it does seem weird that there's a little bit of a coincidence with a lot of these people that have previously carried out these mass shootings. And they all seem to be young white males. 
not to, but it's like, okay, so what's going on? And I definitely don't think it's the instrument that they use to carry these out. They have so much like hatred in them that it's like, you know, what's going on with society? And really, I think just even as a country as a whole, there's just a lot of hatred. You know, like when I went to the NRA show and the people uh, that were doing the protests, I mean, the amount of hate and like emotion from that side. And it was just, I mean, I think that was more disturbing than anything. The fact that like most people nowadays can't even find like common ground or like kind of understand, like I could understand, you know, okay, that side, like, you know, they genuinely, let's say they care about kids debatable. I mean, I, at this point, I don't even trust anything. You know, I think it could be all politics. Maybe they were hired to just, you know, stand there and hold signs. But I mean, I'd like to think that a lot of the protesters, they were there because they genuinely cared about the safety of children and okay. There's common ground. I genuinely care about the safety of children as well. I don't know. It's such yeah, a weird time. I, I was actually talking with somebody about this in another aspect of it just the other day in that right now, what they're doing, and we see this so much on Facebook and Instagram, et cetera, where they censor things, they are deliberately censoring mostly the people in the middle, the people mm-hmm. where you can find common ground. Yeah, They don't want people to find common ground and agree on things. They want the polar opposites. They want the far, far, far crazy right that, mm-hmm. you know, in some of the things that they say might be right, but a lot of it is just oh, you know, no, I mean, pretty, I, out, pretty out I there. agree. Yeah. But, no, I totally agree. I think extreme anything is kind of weird. It definitely pushes, like it pushes me off. And there's not, I mean, people might think like I'm a hundred percent Republican. I'm not like, there's a lot of things that are more left-leaning that I agree with to yeah, say they, that, they, you know, they don't if you're, want the middle ground because yeah. the middle ground is where you find consensus and they don't want that. Yeah. And that does make sense. It's just, I don't know. It's so weird. There's just, there's such a divide in our country and I really just hate to see it, but. Yeah. And, um, and it's deliberate, I think. Yeah. All right. Franklin Armory. One of my patrons, they just got the BFSS three. It's the 22 C1 trigger for the Ruger 1022. So again, probably the only gun person out there that doesn't have a 1022 yet, you know, from Ruger, but I'm probably going to get one here shortly. I love the idea of this 1022 binary trigger because I mean, one, once you shoot binary, you pretty much don't want to go back. Like I don't want to shoot any other way unless I'm obviously shooting for accuracy, you know, long range, you know, stuff like that. But if you're just like at the range and you just want to have a fun day, binary mode is the way to go. It's literally double the fun. Well, of course, because, you know, it's double the fun. It's also double the price to shoot all that ammo. So when you think about, okay, you're shooting, you know, just blowing through magazines of 22. Now that is something that I can definitely afford. And I think a lot of you guys will agree as well. Uh, He did say, you know, he gave some feedback. He said that it was pretty difficult to install, which I have heard that even the people at Franklin Armory were like, yeah, it's kind of a pain to install. It's not like your typical AR install. There's a little bit more to it. But once you do it and you install it, totally worth it. They have a sale in it right now, $269.99. And remember, if you use the code AVA, that's A-V-A, you're going to get 10% off your entire order. And that is FranklinArmory.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. 
Today's Q&A, did you hear about the bill to put a thousand percent tax on quote unquote assault weapons? I actually did hear about this. This one's actually really dangerous because they can ram this one through both houses. So Don Breyer of Virginia wrote this bill and it would add a thousand percent tax on all quote unquote assault weapons, meaning a $500 AR would cost $5,500. They'd make it so expensive that almost no one would be able to afford them and ultimately bankrupt manufacturers. What they're proposing is an excise tax, which can be applied through reclamation, which means that they only need a simple majority to pass it in the Senate. In other words, we would need at least one Democrat to vote against it in order to defeat it. Definitely dangerous. I don't know. I mean, so yeah, like an AR, a $500 AR, $5,500, you are like, oh, okay, well, you know, that'll keep out some of the riffraff from buying a gun. Although, I don't know, because the shooter in Uvalde was able to afford a Daniel Defense rifle with an EOTech along with another rifle. But I'm like, I still don't have a Daniel Defense rifle. And the only EOTech optic that I have, I won from eating that hot chip. But I don't even know if I would spend that much on an EOTech. And I'm pretty sure he worked. It was part time. If not, let's give him the benefit of the doubt and say he worked full time at Wendy's. I'm like, where the hell? Like, you know, I don't know. Just crazy. But yeah, ultimately, if they can't change the laws, they're going to come at us from all different directions. So they're like, okay, fine. We're going to tax this or we're going to make sure that, you know, certain banks, you can't get loans with us or you can't do business banking with us. And I mean, it's just they're coming at us from all angles. Is another thing that I would definitely recommend writing your representatives and just telling them that this bill is just absolutely insane. IWI. If you're a fan of single double action pistols, definitely check out the legendary Jericho from IWI. It's based on the CZ75 recoil system with a new frame design and modern ergonomics. It feels a lot like the Masada except for the hammer and safety lever. They have an updated hammer and trigger profile and you can carry in condition one cocked and locked or hammered down with double action. They come standard with two 17 round mags or 10 rounds for restricted states. Uh, definitely check this out at IWI.us. Remember, if you want to find any accessories, let's say you want extra mags, like for example, that new Masada Slim that's about to launch here shortly, it's actually capable of taking the Jericho mag. So let's say you just want to stock up now on some magazines, head on over to the web store, click on accessories. And if you use the code gunfunny15, you're going to get 15% off all accessories. Today in Tacti Talk. Tacti Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Mossberg announces new MC2 pistols. Mossberg announced four new versions of the MC2 pistol. The MC1SC was released back in 2019. And it was Mossberg's first pistol in 100 years. It was a single stack micro nine that was introduced kind of at the time when all the double stack micros were coming out. So it didn't really make much wave because, you know, like the Sig P365, the Hellcat, all of that kind of stole, you know, the spotlight. The MC2 SC was released back in March to bring it up to similar capacity 
to the P365 with a 11 round flush mag and a 14 round extended. Now they're expanding it even further with the MC2C, which is designed to compete with the P365XL. The MC2C is about half an inch longer than the P365XL overall length and on the grip. Flush fit mags holds 14 rounds and 16 in a slightly extended mag. The four new models include two base versions with standard mags and one with 10 round mags for, again, restricted states. There's also an option for manual safety and one with the TrueGlow Tritium Pro Night Sights. All of the new MC2C models are optic ready with the Shield RMS footprint. All of them feature a flat face trigger at 5.5 pounds with a 18 degree grip angle. The mag release is reversible, but it doesn't have a slide release, so it's not completely ambidextrous. One thing that gives it advantage over a lot of the other pistols that are in this range is it has a standard rail so that you can mount, you know, lights, lasers, all of that good stuff if you're into that. MSRP on the MC2C is $556 for the base model and $662 for the one with the night sights. I haven't had a chance to shoot any of these. I did, let's see, it was like a few shot shows ago, and I did shoot Mossberg's first model when they came out. Yeah, you shot the single stack, didn't you? Yeah, and I don't even remember what I thought about it, to be honest with you. I mean, this was so many years ago. I think I remember you saying that it was okay, but it was, you know, just meh. Yeah. You know, because at the time, it was, you know, a single stack coming out when the micro double stacks were the rage. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know, but I would like to get my hands on some of the newer ones. I mean, it does seem like they're definitely, I mean, they're pushing out these models pretty quickly. It seems like they're definitely increasing their game. I mean, I like the idea that they have the night sights. Do you know if it's optic ready are the sights, will they co-witness with the red dot? Uh, let me pull that up. Cause that would be nice. But mag capacity, it's just pretty mind-blowing to think that you can get these little tiny guns now and they fit just as many rounds as like a full-size. I mean, even these full-size guns, it's like, okay, guys, what are you doing with your life? At this point, we should be shooting semi-automatic pistols that, you know, full-size that hold like 30 rounds. (laughs) Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. A friend of mine has been carrying for years an HKP 30 and 40 and he finally just moved to a P365XL and he's got more rounds in that than his full-size HK. Wow. Okay. Looking at the picture, the sights are shorter. However, the cut looks like it's deep enough that an RMSC would be able to have them be visible. Hmm. Okay. I'm also looking at the price and I'm like, okay, it's priced right up there with all the other guns pretty much on the market, except for... The, the Masada Slim. Slim. Yeah, the Masada yeah. Slim is going to blow. I mean, I'm telling you. So I just finished writing an article for a major publication. And I think this gun's going to blow it out of the water. So if you guys are looking for a compact gun, you're in the market for a micro compact, I would hold out for like another month if you can, because I think you guys are going to want to get your hands on the Masada Slim. But yeah, I mean, with that said, I'd still want to get my hands on the Mossberg. And by the way, guys, if you're wondering if any of the Tacti talk, if you think that it's sponsored, it's not. Some of these companies that I talk about, I personally can't even stand if we're being honest, but I just like to keep you guys informed of what's going on. Or some of these companies I love, but I've never touched their product or 
I just don't have any experience with their product. It's not biased whatsoever. All right, moving forward. So Manicore Arms. If you've got the Steyr Aug, Manicore Arms has some great upgrades to give it modern features. The, the augmented magazine lever, I see what Sven did there, is 30% longer and 40% wider than the factory release to make it faster and easier to use in a stressful situation. And the new AUG cantilever foreign combines a full length top rail, side rails, and M-lock foreign to give you a maximum flexibility to add modern accessories and optics. The foreign has M-lock slots on seven sides and you can still adjust the gas system through the end. And then of course the switchback charging handle is an absolute must. You can check all these products and plenty of others at manicorearms.com. Remember to use the code AVAROCKS15, that's all one word, AVAROCKS15, to get 15% off your entire order. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as Never mind. AF. Today's AF segment. I saw this actually a few days ago in the news. And at first I was like, wait, why is this news if this happened in 2018? But apparently it's just now surfacing. Basically, we're talking about Hunter Biden. And he's just, ugh, I don't know. Can you imagine having oh a God. son like Hunter Biden? Like, Honestly, the father is just as creepy. I mean, yeah, I'm like, you can't. There's no way. Yeah, it's not like the apple fell far from the tree, but still. Okay, this week, there's some images that have emerged of Hunter Biden basically showing more disgusting and illegal activity. So the images come from a video Hunter recorded on October 17th, 2018. The timeline is extremely important, and I'll tell you here in a second. So five days before this date... In 2018, Hunter bought a 38 caliber revolver in Delaware, which I talked about last year. That is the gun that his sister-in-law and also lover Haley Biden threw in a dumpster between a grocery store and a school after the missing gun was finally reported and recovered. Secret Service agents visited the gun store where Hunter made the purchase, tried to take the 4473 that he filled out, but the store owner rightfully denied their request. Hunter, of course, has well-documented history of drug use, making his falsifying answers on the 4473 form about being an unlawful drug user a felony. The DOJ has, of course, repeatedly refused to persecute him for the felony and even denied FOIA requests, stating that Hunter's privacy supersedes the FOIA requests. This latest video, five days after the purchase, shows Hunter naked with drugs and a prostitute, and he's holding a semi-automatic, so not the revolver. This time, it looks like a Beretta PX Storm or maybe a Stoger 8000 compact, but you can't really tell for sure. Like The footage is a little bit blurry. This means that he obtained another gun illegally. Whether he purchased it from another store on any felonious 4473 form or from a private party. It's another felony purchase the Justice Department won't persecute. Instead, they are busy trying to pass laws to turn law-abiding citizens into felons for legally owned guns. In addition to using crack, his fingers on the trigger the whole time that he's messing around with the prostitute. It's really just disturbing. I mean, if you guys want to look at this, just Google like Hunter Biden naked, I guess. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, Google Hunter at your Biden own. Hunter Biden naked gun. Yeah, naked yeah. with a gun. <laughs> yeah, it's 
But it's so frustrating because clearly he's breaking the law and yet law enforcement won't do anything. And it's just like another thing where it's like, oh, it's rules for thee, but not for me. And it's really frustrating. Yeah, it's disgusting. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right. iTunes reviews. First off, if anyone doesn't have an iPhone, if you do have an iPhone, all you have to do is go to the podcast app on your iPhone, click on that, search for Gun Funny, and then you scroll to the bottom and you can leave a review. If you don't, though, I know it's not as easy if you don't have an iPhone, but then you can download iTunes on your computer, create an account and leave a review that way. And honestly, it just really helps because it just helps us get recommended more through the app for others to find the show and give us a listen. Today's reviews, PA Shooter 15, Awesome Sauce, five stars, five stars because I can't give six. Great podcast I've listened to every week. With every podcast, it just keeps getting better. Great interviews with people from every corner of the industry. Keep up the good work and good luck with Peaches. I appreciate that. Peaches now, guys, is 5.2 pounds. Yeah, She's on the heavier side to be a teacup. I mean, I think she's she's pretty much not a teacup, all right? I've just come to terms. She's she's not going to be a teacup. She's probably going to be, I don't know. Actually, I'm really interested if anybody knows the answer, but when do dogs stop growing? Because she's now officially six months old. She just had her rabies shot on the 24th of last month, and it has now been 17 days. In 17 days, she's already gained 0.2 pounds. So yesterday I brought her in because she had a little like bump and I was concerned. They said that it could be a reaction to the rabies shot, but I was like, let me just bring her in just to be on the safe side because honestly, after Tickle's passing, I'm like, I cannot go through that again anytime soon. So I brought her in and they were like, yeah, she's fine. And they were actually so nice. They didn't even charge me for the visit. But anyways, they were like, yeah, now she weighs 5.2 pounds. And I'm like, okay, great. She's literally gaining weight faster than I am. And I'm just picking out, eating my stress away. (laughs) But yeah, so I'm curious to know when do dogs typically stop growing? Because if Peach is, you know, she's sleeping on my lap right now. But if she could just stop growing at this point, that would be great. I think I could live with a 5.2 pound dog. But I think she should have at least 70% of her weight by now. That's great. So she's going to be like, I mean, as long as she's under 10 pounds. Being a girl, she probably is developing sooner. So it might not be quite that much. Yeah. Who knows? All right. Second review is one underscore white underscore ton. Great show. Five stars. Always enjoy listening to the podcast. Makes Mondays better. Enjoy hearing about all the new products available. Since Zach left, John, I guess you're going to have to pick the lucky winner. I think we'll go with the PA shooter. All right, PA shooter. Oh, and by the way, guys, if you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, but I haven't received my prize pack yet, I apologize. I have not shipped anything out in, oh, let's see. How long has it been? I'm almost embarrassed to say. It's been at least a month and a half, if not a little bit longer. So I apologize. So it did not get lost in the mail. I appreciate your guys' patience. Like I said in the beginning of the show, I'm right now getting my house just staged to sell, and then hopefully they'll let me stay in my house a little bit longer, but I have a feeling the next couple of months is going to be kind of crazy, but hopefully after Tuesday, after I get my house staged, I'll be able to ship all of that stuff out. Apologize in advance, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't still leave reviews because I do really appreciate hearing from you guys, and I promise that... If you win, I mean, it doesn't mean that you're never going to receive the prize pack. You will receive it 
just maybe not tomorrow. And now it's time to wrap up. If you guys are interested in becoming a Patreon, you get access to the Patreon only group on Facebook, which is a lot of fun. It's just a nice little community. If you want to talk to like like-minded people, lots of laughs, nobody takes themselves too seriously in there. So it's not lots of egos, which I love, but you could just go to either patreon.com and search for gun funny, or you can go to gunfunny gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Sake Holsters, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, Daniel Lee, Nick Theodosian, and Melissa Ridings. And then King of the Patreon, of course, is yours truly, well, not me, but Jon Snow. And if you guys can, I mean, check out all the cool guns that they have at Black Phoenix Customs. And John, I appreciate you joining me today. And uh, yeah, as always, Thank you guys, for having me. of course. And then as always, guys, I will see you next week. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact. <laughs>